Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The ability to kill is obviously somewhere in all of us because it happens every day across the country. Two and a half years ago, uh, my wife and I, we were living in New Orleans, having a good time, living there in the Big Easy. And I was working in the movie business. I produced and had directed a few short films. Murderabilia. It was then I knew it was a girl. And she was young. Got me the reputation of being a person who is really into murder and things like that. And I shoved her body over in the shower. I just kept stabbing her. My name is Michael Ushery. Uh, I'm a filmmaker and was a suspect in the Angie Dodge case. 19-year-old Andy Dodge was murdered last week, the latest violent crime in Idaho Falls. At least one of the weapons used in it was a knife. As the officers arrived at the crime scene and found uh, Angie Dodge laying on the ground, and it was obvious that there was a very brutal murder that had happened, a lot of blood. It's sad to see an 18-year-old girl and see her life taken at the hands of somebody else in this fashion. Angie was my only daughter, and she's my baby. I'll never stop missing her. During the investigation, when we collected all the evidence, we came across 
a significant amount of DNA that we believe is from the killer. Would you say that this crime scene provided really good evidence? Excellent evidence. We had a, a neat semen sample. For nearly two decades, police could not find a match to the killer's DNA. So in 2014, they went way outside the box and searched a public DNA database owned by Ancestry.com. It led us to this Michael Esri Jr. who just happened to be a filmmaker. <laughs> Films of homicide, um, kind of a murder mystery filmmaker. As you then he cuts off her head. <laughs> it was pretty creepy. We had uh, Louisiana State Police call him. He had agreed to come down to the state offices there in New Orleans. The majority of the time that I was in the interrogation room, I just didn't know what they were talking about. They finally had to look at me and go, no, we think that you, Michael Ushery, you know, we think that you're involved in this murder case. My whole purpose is to find uh, who killed Angie Dodge. Nobody ever thinks that they're going to get picked up by the police and taken into an interrogation room and questioned about a murder. Uh, when it happens to you, it, it's definitely a game changer. of the 48 Hours podcast know that life can be unpredictable and the last thing you want is uncertainty on your own doorstep. Simply Safe provides 24-7 monitoring and live guard protection, prioritizing your safety around the clock. With affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day, it's the best choice for protecting what matters most. With Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts and installation is simple. Whether you do it yourself or opt for professional installation. And you can rest easy knowing Simply Safe offers a 60 day satisfaction guarantee. Take control of your security today. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. Don't wait until it's too late. Protect what matters most with Simply Safe. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's talk about my mochi ice cream. Why? Because friends do not let friends miss out on something this good. My mochi is premium ice cream wrapped in sweet soft dough, and the flavors are amazing. Like my mochi double chocolate with rich chocolatey bits, it's a chocolate lover's dream. Or don't get me started on my mochi strawberry ice cream. It's cool, creamy, and bursting with natural berry flavor. And the sweet, luscious flavor of my mochi mango will send your taste buds straight to the tropics. My mochi is gluten-free, perfectly portioned, and only around 90 calories per piece. Taste the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream today. Find My Mochi at Walmart or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you.
grief has no time limit. I just can't, I can't let go. I can't let go of her. Carol Dodge lost her daughter Angie when she was just a teenager. She was just discovering who she truly was and wanting independence. She says, just let me grow up. Let me make my own mistakes. You know, you don't need to watch me. You know, you don't need to be my shadow. It was the summer of 1996 in Idaho Falls, Idaho, a mostly Mormon community where neighbors knew each other by name and doors were rarely locked, says former chief of police Mark McBride. But it was very, really a very quiet, peaceful town overall. Just three weeks before her death, 18-year-old Angie got her own apartment in this house. I saw her the night that she was killed. She said, it's so hard growing up. And she laid her head on my shoulder and we just kind of rocked back and forth. And I'm so grateful for that moment. Extremely grateful that my last words were that I love her. The next morning, Angie didn't show up for work at a local beauty supply store. Now we got a phone call at our 911 center about 11 o'clock in the morning. And one of her friends at work came to check on her, and the door was unlocked. She went in, and she found a body laying there on the floor in a very bloody crime scene. There was no sign of forced entry, but there were signs of a struggle. You think she fought for her life? Yes, I do. Angie was stabbed and cut 14 times and left half naked. There were no signs of rape, but the killer did ejaculate, leaving behind what DNA expert Greg Hampikian calls a pristine profile. It's a single profile, uh, complete identification, one man to the exclusion of everyone on the planet. Police tested the DNA of dozens of local men, but couldn't get a match. So for months, they interviewed everyone Angie knew, including this man, Christopher Tapp. Although his DNA didn't match and he denied any involvement, after more than 28 hours of interrogation over 23 days, Tapp confessed to participating in Angie's murder. You were there, correct? Correct. Did you know Christopher Tapp? No, didn't know. I had no clue. Tapp told police that the night of Angie's death, he and two friends stopped by her apartment. During an argument, Tapp claimed one of his friends started stabbing Angie while he held her down. You hold her down, okay, while she's being cut. You hold her down while she's being cut. But when Tapp went before a judge, he pled not guilty. I said, you beast, you horrible beast. How could he do this to my daughter? The defense argued Tapp's DNA didn't match the killers. But on May 28, 1998, it took the jury only 13 hours to reach a verdict. Guilty. Nearly two years after Angie Dodge was murdered, Chris Tapp faced his punishment, with Carol Dodge glaring at him. You are guilty of the crimes of murder in the first degree and rape. 
His sentence, 30 years to life. But the murder of Angie Dodge was still an open case. Remember, Chris Tapp did not match the DNA, and he wouldn't tell police who did. I just couldn't understand why he would go to prison and take a life sentence and uh, give the other person up. Tapp did give authorities several names, including someone named Mike. How sure are you that he's person? I'm dead positive. But police could never make a DNA match, so the case went cold. By 2009, the killer's DNA had been entered into the National Criminal Database, known as CODIS. But there was still no match, so Carol called well-known DNA expert Greg Hampikian. I had this message, they don't know who killed my, my daughter. By then, there had been many advances in DNA technology. And so, with Hampikian's help, Carol Dodge pushed authorities to use a new controversial search process called familial DNA. It looks for anyone who may be related to Angie's killer. Which means going into that database in Idaho of the convicted offenders and looking for a family member that might match this DNA partially. Two places, D.C. and Maryland, passed a law that says no familial searches are allowed. New York University law professor Aaron Murphy wrote Inside the Cell, the Dark Side of Forensic DNA, and says there's real privacy concerns with familial DNA searches. So the states, I think, that are worried about this are worried about maybe we could use your DNA to see if your brother's breaking the law or your dad's breaking the law or your son's breaking the law. Idaho doesn't allow familial searches in their criminal database. So Greg Hampikian made an even more controversial suggestion, a familial search through public databases. It was just this kind of search of familial DNA in a public database, GEDmatch.com, that led to the arrest last April of Joseph D'Angelo. He's the man suspected of being the Golden State Killer, responsible for at least 12 murders and 50 rapes. I'm the one that went to the Idaho Falls Police Department and the prosecution saying, we need to do this. Imagine you're one of millions of Americans to open up a kit like this, spit into a test tube like this, and then send your DNA off to a commercial database. Well, now that database owns your DNA profile, and you may not realize it, but police may be able to access it. We're interested in solving a crime, and we're gonna use any technique we can that we can legally use. In the summer of 2014, detectives searched a public DNA database owned by Ancestry.com. They got a hit. I was told they got 34 out of 35 markers, I believe. Is that good? Yeah, that's, that's a good investigative lead. It was a close enough match to make Detective Patrick McKenna think they had found a relative of Angie's killer. So police got a warrant for Ancestry.com to reveal his identity. It was a man named Michael Usri Sr. We know it's not that individual, or we would have had 35 out of 35 on that. So that's when we started doing research into the family. 
That led investigators to suspect Usri's son, Michael Usri Jr. Detective McKenna wondered if this could be the Mike that Chris Tapp once named. And then we started researching him and the films that he was making. It was a little eerie to uh, try to think that that could possibly be a solid suspect in the case. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. I have to ask you this question. Yes. Do you have a particular interest in murder? <laughs> I, I don't have a particular interest in murder. Um, it sure know, seems like it based on your film. I projects. know, it does. But no, I, I really have quite an aversion to it. But authorities investigating the brutal murder of Angie Dodge weren't so sure. Precisely at 2 o'clock, three uh, gentlemen came to my door. In December of 2014... More than 18 years after Angie's murder, two detectives from Idaho Falls and a Louisiana state police officer brought Michael Usry Jr. to a state police office near the New Orleans Superdome and started grilling him. They said, so what about uh, your travels to Idaho? Have you ever been to Idaho? And um, I had, in fact, I actually went up there with some friends for just one night. He was 19 years old back then, and he and his friends drove to Rexburg, Idaho, passing right through Idaho Falls. Well, they were really interested in that. I'm a little surprised that we were, we were able to actually place him in Idaho Falls. It was a big red flag for Detective Patrick McKenna. It's kind of weird, but I just really didn't, didn't get it. Then one of the officers pulled out a warrant. Biggest law enforcement guy I've ever seen in my life. And swabbed his cheek for DNA. At that point, I went, hey, what, 
What's going on here, you guys? Should I get a lawyer? Once they had his DNA, they drove Michael Ussery home without any explanation. I just basically stood on my sidewalk in a daze. It was a call to a close friend that finally shed some light. And uh, he said, well, what's the case? What, what is this? And I go, well, they wouldn't tell me anything except that it was a high-profile murder case in Idaho Falls. So he gets on the computer, and within 20 seconds, he's like, oh, yeah, this is the case right here. It's some girl named Angie Dodge. The filmmaker, whose movie featured a convict describing how he stabbed a woman to death, watched her insides spill out all over the floor, was now suspected of doing just that to Angie Dodge. I mean, it was very much a case of an overkill. They stabbed her and cut her, and it was just a, a, a butchery. People were like, wow, what does this imply, you know, for your career, what is, for your life, for your family, for your family's name? Usri remembers being terrified, spending days holed up at home, worried what police would do next. Pretty sure that they were tapping my phone calls, uh, possibly staking me out, and certainly checking my computer searches. Also anxious, four states away, was Carol Dodge, Angie's mother, who prayed this new lead would finally unmask the killer who left his DNA at the scene. She deserves justice. All victims deserve justice. But Usri knew he hadn't killed anyone, and he wanted answers. A local newspaper reporter showed him a copy of the warrant investigators used to obtain his DNA. And right there, the answer to the question, why him? And I went, wow, this is because of my dad? Fifteen years ago, the filmmaker's father, Michael Usry Sr., participated in a genealogy project at his local church. A sample of his DNA went to that public database, which was later purchased by Ancestry.com, and that's where police came across it. There are 34 out of 35 LLs that match. It seems shocking to me. You know, 34 out of 35, I mean, what, that's a great number, right? Who, who wouldn't be, you know, drawn to that? 34 out of 35 DNA markers sounds like a stunningly close match to Angie Dodge's killer. But the reasons police honed in on him instead of any of his other relatives are detailed in the warrant. I told you what, Mike is his first name, okay? Remember, Chris Tapp told police a guy named Mike was involved in the murder. Police took to Facebook and found his profile. Bingo. Facebook showed Usri had friends living in the Idaho Falls area. And then there's Usri's films. And then bludgeons her to death with this very hammer. The more Usri read, the more furious he grew that anyone would think he was a killer. It would be torture. I mean, most people would not be able to just continue sailing through their day if they were under suspicion for a rape homicide. NYU law professor Aaron Murphy. If you Google his name, one of the first things that comes up is this. Mike's now forever associated with this very serious and gruesome incident. Do you start to think maybe someone in my family is the killer? How could I not think it?
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Michael Ostry worried every day. He knew that Idaho Falls police suspected him of murdering Angie Dodge, and the uncertainty of what would happen next kept him up at night. Until January 13, 2015, more than a month later. They sent me an email, and it says, Michael Ostry Jr., we just wanted to let you know that your DNA did not match our crime scene DNA, something you already knew. In an email from police, Michael Usry was officially cleared of the murder of Angie Dodge, but he was still thoroughly traumatized. You were angry at Ancestry? I was angry at everybody. The police, scientists, you know, these database companies, you know, how could they misfire so bad? 48 Hours asked Ancestry.com about Usri's experience. In a statement, they said they will not share any information with law enforcement unless compelled to by a court order or search warrant. Usri's case, they say, was unique and the only time they have received a formal legal request for DNA-related information. After what happened to Usri, Ancestry.com told us they took action. The public database used by authorities was made private and can no longer be accessed by the public or police. But we were wondering, could what happened to Michael Usry happen again to someone else with police using another public database? To our surprise, law professor Aaron Murphy says maybe. You know, these cases tend only to come to light when something goes wrong. So you might never know if police checked your DNA to look for a criminal. Yeah, um, most of them don't have to tell us. How many times have you done these searches? How many people did you investigate without them even knowing? Usri decided the best way to prevent it from happening again was to go public with what happened to him in a documentary. He was shocked when Angie Dodge's mother was willing to talk. What he didn't realize is that Carol Dodge had an agenda of her own. She's fairly certain that a killer is in my bloodline. 
do you believe Mike Osri is related to the killer of your daughter? Somehow. Despite all that, Carol Dodge and Michael Usry have forged a rather odd close bond. You're a really special person. You are too, Carol. And after hearing Carol and Angie's story, the focus of Usry's documentary changed dramatically to Carol Dodge's search for her daughter's killer. I thought that a better, a more productive thing to do would be to try to make a film to try to bring attention to this. Usri wanted to help Carol, so he immersed himself in the case, starting with the man who had confessed, Chris Tapp. How many times did you stab her before you let go that first time? Usri quickly learned that Chris Tapp was now claiming that his confession was forced and that the Idaho Innocence Project, headed by that DNA expert, Greg Hampikian, was now working to set Tapp free. Based on the DNA, is there any way that Chris could have been in that room? No, not based on the DNA. The more Carol Dodge learned about DNA, the more she questioned Chris's confession, that he held Angie down while she was being stabbed. It wasn't until I started studying science that I said it's impossible. How could Chris admit in doing what he said he did and there'd be no physical evidence. But it wasn't just the science that bothered Dr. Hampikian. He believes that Chris Tapp's confession was coerced by the detectives who interrogated him. Come on, man. I mean, I, you're the heat of the moment. She's putting up the fight. Do you know you're caught? You're right there in the I middle. I watch it, and it's so frustrating. This is Chris Tapp at 40 years old. He'd been inmate number 56265 for 20 years. You look at that 20-year-old kid, you know, and you realize, God, I was just an idiot. Think hard about it. I know it's, I know it's there. Tapp says his confession was a lie, a story fed to him by police and then forced back out of him on tape. You can see him specifically pointing out facts to me or, or giving little innuendos. This would be the stairs going up, okay. so you went up these stairs. Or hints of how the murder went down. Well, it's a porch that goes outside. It all began six months after Angie's murder, when one of her friends, Ben Hobbs, was arrested in Las Vegas for sexually assaulting a woman at knife point. Now, Idaho Falls detectives had already questioned and cleared Ben Hobbs, but because the crime he committed in Vegas was so similar, they wondered if he might be Angie's killer. And so while Ben Hobbs remained in custody in Nevada, detectives brought in his best friend for questioning, Chris Tapp. Emphatically, I said, I had nothing to do with it. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going down here. But instead of leaving it at that, Tapp cooperated. I felt like, trust them, they're not going to do anything wrong. He doesn't know they can lie to him. And most innocent people have no idea that the interrogators can lie to you. First, Tapp was told that there was irrefutable evidence that his friend Ben Hobbs killed Angie Dodge and that Tapp was there when it happened. I'm pretty sure we're, we know what happened and who did what, how, when, where, and why. Tapp kept yeah. denying all knowledge of the crime. Did you hear a scream or anything like that? I wasn't there. But detectives persisted, and even though he had a lawyer, Tapp kept talking. And so when they offered you a polygraph, 
Seemed like a good idea? Yeah, seemed like a great idea. I had nothing to hide, no, no reason not to do it. But Tapp was told he was being deceptive. Detectives promised him full immunity, no jail time, in exchange for the truth, as long as he didn't participate in the actual murder. That's when Tapp says he started telling police what he thought they wanted to hear. Now, are you sure Ben's there? Yes. You're positive? Yeah. Yes. Tapp told detectives he was there when Ben Hobbs killed Angie Dodge. Oh he told him, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Okay, so did he, did he have the knife then? Pardon? Then, just hours later, a shocking twist. Detectives learned that Ben Hobbs did not match the killer's DNA. Tapp was told there was now evidence that a third man was at Angie's apartment that night, Jeremy Sarges, a friend of Tapp and Hobbs. 90 minutes later, Tapp was blaming Sarges for Angie's murder. I continue to lie. I continue to give them story after story, and it they should have just stopped, but they didn't. But Chris, why didn't you stop? I didn't think I could. Detectives tested Jeremy Sarge's DNA, and it was also not a match. And when Jared's DNA came back is the day they voided my immunity agreement, ripped everything up, and told me I'm the humongous, you know, liar. That's when Chris Tapp says police pushed him to change his story one last time. After 23 days and seven interrogations, Chris Tapp confessed to participating in Angie's murder. Hold her down, okay, while she's being cut. You hold her down while she's being cut. That's what was the end of it all. That's what brought me to prison. Authorities have repeatedly dismissed Tapp's claims of a forced confession until 2016, when a shocking discovery would change the game. Never-before-seen videotapes of seven polygraph exams administered to Chris Tapp. Tapes that convinced even Carol Dodge that Chris Tapp is innocent. Chris Tapp basically just got railroaded. Carol Dodge took on a new mission, to free the man convicted of her daughter's murder and find the killer who left his DNA, even if it turned out to be a member of Michael Usry's family. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
Hey, Los Angeles. Are you looking for unique 4th of July plans for you and your friends or family? LA's greatest rivalry returns to Rose Bowl Stadium for a July 4th edition of the El Trafico soccer matchup as the LA Galaxy return to their original home to defend their turf against LAFC. Last year, a record crowd of over 82,000 fans were on hand to witness the Galaxy victory. That's July 4th at Rose Bowl Stadium. Guaranteed fireworks both on and off the field and a celebration for all of LA. LA Galaxy versus LAFC, the Rose Bowl edition. Tickets at lagalaxy.com slash tickets. As Michael Usry began looking into the Angie Dodge murder case, he had preconceived notions. Why would you confess to something that you didn't do? I wouldn't do that. And now what do you think? that it's possible that anybody could do it. Now, Usri believes that Chris Tapp was forced to confess to a crime he didn't commit and condemned to a place where he doesn't belong. You always gotta have a little faith, gotta have a little hope. I haven't accepted this as my end. I can't imagine spending one day in prison, let alone 20 plus years. Mike Heavey is a retired Superior Court judge who believes so strongly that Chris Tapp is innocent he spent the last four years trying to help prove it. When you look at the interrogation videos, he knows nothing. So, Chris Tapp, Ben Hobbs. He struggles for details. Let it out. You're there. Why? Because he wasn't there. Heavey runs a wrongful conviction project called Judges for Justice and took on Tapp's case after watching the interrogation tapes. I wasn't scared. I wasn't even down the stairs. I wasn't nowhere around. Judge Heavey became convinced that Chris Tapp had been coerced into changing his story an astounding six times and knew that something was missing. I was concerned. He went from one day saying... I wasn't there. And the next day... You're standing above her like this, like her head's right here. I'm at the crime scene and I stabbed her. I couldn't see how he made that jump. So I went back to look at the polygraph, and my jaw just dropped. In between Chris's nine interrogations, detectives also administered seven polygraph exams. All of them were recorded, but no one had ever bothered to look at the tapes because polygraphs are inadmissible in court, and the sound is barely audible. Polygraphs are typically used to assess the credibility of the witness when they're done honestly. And how was the polygraph used in this case? This case was used to trick Chris Tapp into giving false testimony. Our polygraph expert says it was used like a psychological rubber hose. They beat him up with the psychology of it all to coerce him into falsely accusing other people. They manufactured testimony to get him to implicate himself in the murder of Angie Dodge. Judge Heavey says that detectives, in this case, broke the rules in the polygraph room and thought no one would ever notice. The United States Supreme Court has held that it's improper to threaten. You can't threaten because it leads to false confessions. They threaten him with the gas chamber, being an accessory to murder, and being a conspirator to murder. Well, accessory to murder, that's being charged just like the person They get life they figured no one's going to look at the polygraphs, so it'll be hidden. No one will ever see it. 
Heavey says Chris Tapp was brainwashed. Chris Tapp eventually comes to believe that the polygraph is an all-knowing scientific instrument that can read his subconscious and is telling the machine that he was at the crime. I wouldn't say this, but Chris finally says, yes, I stabbed her because Ben threatened me. And then Chris said, Did I do it? The police officer walks over and says, give me your hand. Like he passed the polygraph. And that gets Chris Tapp 30 years to life, charged with the death penalty. Ugly stuff. Do you remember that moment? <laughs> yeah. Scared. Scared. That's pretty much the day my life ended. But Tapp never told anyone what happened during those polygraph exams. I didn't know what they did in the polygraph tapes was wrong. I didn't know. If I would have known these things 20 years, 15, 10 years ago, then maybe we wouldn't be here today. Idaho Falls police deny any wrongdoing in their interrogations or polygraph exams. Do you think the polygraph was used as a coercive tool? Well, I don't know that was the intent. I think the intent is to find out the truth. Over the years, the courts have upheld Tapp's confession as valid and admissible, and not the product of coercive police conduct. I don't think they were trying to cause harm. It wasn't any malicious intent, I don't think. It's hard for me to wrap my head around what the police are thinking. Don Thomas is Chris Tapp's appellate attorney. It's okay, you made a mistake. Just say, hey, I made a mistake, we got the wrong guy. Let's all rally around and let's get the right guy. Mike Heavey was hoping that the newly discovered polygraph tapes would be enough for a judge to grant Chris Tapp a new trial. Those polygraph videos, now new evidence, they're the wedge to get Chris in front of a judge to see the coercion that went on. Oh, don't make him any tired. The polygraphs are the answer to getting him out. What's your biggest fear when it comes to this case? I guess my biggest fear of this entire case would be that it just continues on indefinitely. Chris stays in jail. Carol continues to search. I hope he walks out a free man. It's not often you hear the mother of a victim say that about the only man serving time for her daughter's murder. True. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the first time ever, Michael Usry was about to come face-to-face with the man convicted of killing Angie Dodge. Chris. Chris Tapp. I'm going to just take a moment because I didn't think that this would ever happen. And interview him for his documentary. Why, why did you confess? To give them what they wanted, to, to get away from them, to do whatever it took for me to go home. The day Usri met Chris Tapp, he was only weeks away from two hearings that his lawyer, John Thomas, hoped would set him free. We have too much evidence showing that Chris Tapp wasn't there. That I'm innocent. Have you ever found DNA that matched Chris Tapp at the scene? No. Former police chief Mark McBride maintains that given Tapp's confession, you hold her down while she's being. The absence of his DNA at the crime scene proves nothing. Then, a stunning turn of events. The district attorney's office wanted to make a deal. Tapp's murder conviction would stand, but the rape conviction would be expunged and there would be no probation. Chris Tapp would just take his lumps on his 20 years and, and walk, walk a free man. Unwilling to risk another 10 years in prison, Tapp took the deal. There were too many what-ifs. Uh, we had had a number of post-conviction petitions before, uh, and all of them had been denied. The next day, a 48 Hours producer followed John Thomas as he sped to the county jail, paperwork in hand. We are headed to the jail to get Chris to review the plea agreement. And if he reviews it and agrees with it, I will sign it and, and he'll be out of prison for the rest of his life. What you got there? Got it, signed, signed and sealed. It's all good. 48 hours later, TAP supporters Greg Hampikian, Mike Heavey, and even Michael Usry had made it to Idaho Falls for an emergency hearing. Nervous. A little over two decades from the day Chris Tapp was first arrested, he walked into the courtroom one more time in handcuffs. All rise. This court is now in session. The Honorable Alan Stevens presiding. And after some legal formalities... Did you read the stipulation, every line of it, before you signed it? Yes, Your Honor. Carol Dodge was called on to make a victim impact statement on behalf of her daughter, Angie. Go ahead, Ms. Dodge. I stand here today not as a victim, but I am a survivor of a horrific crime that took my daughter's life. Chris Tapp fought back tears. And I hope that you will help me find justice for Angie. But it was clear that along with her daughter, Carol considers Chris Tapp another victim in this endless tragedy. But I'm extremely happy for you that you have your life back. 
Mr. Tapp. But the judge still had to sign off on the deal. And then, with just a few words. And I do accept the stipulation. Judge Alan Stevens said Chris Tapp free. Chris's handcuffs were removed, and Carol Dodge was the first to hold him in her arms. Just feet away from the celebration, victory! The hunt for Angie Dodge's killer continued. I got a tap on the shoulder from one of the bailiffs, and he said that uh, Detective McKenna wanted to talk to me. Detective McKenna showed Michael Usry this sketch of Angie's killer. It was made with new technology that claims to recreate facial features using DNA. When he showed me uh, the sketch, there was a split second where I really had this fear that I would actually recognize this person. But Michael Usry was, once again, a dead end. It was not a face he knew. There was a little bit of relief uh, when I saw the composite sketch because I have never believed that someone in my family could be involved in a crime like this. It's highly likely that his family has nothing to do with this crime at all. While police still believed that Usri's family tree contained a killer, law professor Aaron Murphy disagreed. 99% of people match to one another on the genome. So... I will match someone who lives on the other side of the globe, who has no direct genetic connection to me whatsoever, and just because we're human beings. So what's really important to ask is, what's the quality of the match? How much information did you look at? As it turns out, Professor Murphy was right. On Wednesday, July 12, 2017, Idaho Falls Police put out this press release stating that they took the DNA testing to the next level and recently received a DNA report that clears Michael Usry Jr. and his family of involvement in the Angie Dodge homicide case. The report from the DNA lab also stated that they were 87.63% confident that the unknown DNA from the Angie Dodge crime scene did not match the Usri family. Carol Dodge must now find the strength to keep going. You have to be really strong to continue the journey to justice. I don't know how she goes on, and yet I can understand how she could never quit. Carol is worried that police will never catch Angie's killer if they remain focused on their theory of the crime, that Chris and two of his friends killed Angie. I hope that they can now go forward and get out of the Chris Tap box, stop looking for two to three people when we just have one DNA. That's all we got is one DNA. Everyone involved in the case has vowed to never stop searching for the man who murdered Angie Dodge, even the young filmmaker once suspected of being her killer. You could have walked away. And I probably would have. I continue to stick with it because, mainly because of Carol Dodge. I want to help her. I love Carol. We're in it together. Idaho Falls Police say the investigation into Angie Dodge's murder is ongoing. 
For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, and I'm taking you inside chilling true crime investigations in my podcast, My Life of Crime. This season is all about shocking family secrets. Listen to My Life of Crime wherever you get your podcasts.